Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. God, truly great to be in the house of the Lord tonight, amen, you would, as our custom is, when we read scripture, stand with me please, we are so glad for everybody that is here today, to all of our guests that are here, amen, I'm glad to have James with us tonight in the house of the Lord, amen, Christy, it's good to see you in the house of the Lord tonight, praise God, and all you smiling folks, hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and give him a smile if you would, please. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to direct your attention tonight to the book of Amos chapter 5. The book of Amos chapter 5. Verse 4, we pick up the reading here. And the prophet Amos says, For thus saith the Lord unto the house of Israel, Seek ye me and live. Seek ye me and live. Then he says something very strange. He says, the Lord says, But seek not Bethel, nor enter into Gilgal, and pass not to Beersheba, For Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to naught. Seek the Lord, and ye shall live, lest he break out like fire in the house of Joseph, and devour it, and there be none to quench it in Bethel. Amen. What an interesting statement. Uh, Tonight I want to talk to you about simply shifting our search. Say that with me. Shifting our search. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We pray, God, for your help as we bring your word to your people. Lord, let me serve God with the gift you've given me. Help me, Lord God, to serve it in a way that would bless your people, feed your people, touch people's lives. God, because that's really the essence of the church is your body. And you live, oh God, and came for people. God, and you died and rose again for us that we might be saved. And we give you praise for it all. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. Amen. Shifting our search. You can be seated. I hope that you understand when I say this today because sometimes memory can be a great thing and memory can be a, a difficult thing. But memory is a treasure, isn't it? It's good to have memory. Memory provides a way for us to mentally travel back in time and see a picture of things and events 
in our mind of what we have experienced and what we have encountered. Amen. Memory is powerful. Memory is greater than simply storing up experiences or catalog events that we can go back in our mind and say, I remember when, I remember that. And, and memory, it, it is remarkable to consider how much these brains can retain. Now, I know some of you think, like, I don't have a good memory. Yeah, you do. We all have good memories. We just have difficult on recall. Memory. Scientists tell us that we have sensory memory that holds information for a brief period of time, just a few seconds, and then it's gone. If a person pays attention to that sensory input, then that information moves from sensory memory to short-term memory and then to long-term memory. Long-term memory stores a wide range of our history cataloged in our mind of what we have been through and what we have experienced. Have you ever heard anyone say, well, I just have selective memory? Have you ever had anybody tell you, you have selective memory? I didn't know this until I was studying this, this, this message, but uh, selective memory is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's not an excuse. It's a real thing. Seriously, praise God, I can just now just say, yes, I got selective memory. I'm sorry, but it's a real thing. Selective memory is known as selective amnesia. It is clinically defined as the ability to retrieve certain facts and events, but not others. Certain facts and events. And researchers and scientists believe that selective amnesia is caused by Things like an imbalanced emotion, an imbalanced emotion, poor nutrition, human willpower, diseases, and disorders. Remembering things in life is important, isn't it? Memories are important. Amen. Memory reminds us of, of who we are and where we have been and, and what we have been through. Sometimes it is just great to press the rewind button, go back a few years, press pause, and stay there for a while. Amen. Now, I just want to say, all you young folks, you don't have far to go back. But us older people, we have, we have enough tape that we can go back and, and, and hit rewind and go back to certain periods of our time. And, and I, I like just going and staying there for a minute. When, I, when our kids were born, I want to just go and just stay there, stay there for a while. The, the, the night that, that my lovely bride and I were married, I want to go back and visit that, that, that event. I, I, I was standing somewhere right around here when she walked in to our church building here with her, her wedding dress on. I was just a, a bag of mush. That's all I was. Memory, memory. It's just great to be able to go press rewind and go back and hit pause and stay there for a while and remember things in our life. Here's a simple truth that I, I know. The older that I get, the more valuable memories and searching through things and events and reminiscing and enjoying and retrieving and reliving and experiencing things again and again in my mind are a great treasure. It's a great treasure. 
Amen. The Word of God admonishes us uh, uh, as God's people that we should not allow spiritual amnesia to get into our mind where we forget what God has done in our life. We are repeatedly told to remember the Lord and the things that He has done for us. That, that psalm that we have quoted and we have sung from and, we, and we've, we've, we've talked about is Psalm 103 and 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities. Do you remember when the Lord forgave your sin? He heals all of our diseases. Do you remember when the Lord touched your body? Amen. And made you well. He who redeemed our life from destruction. And crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things. Amen. Just for a moment. Just go back and think in your mind. And take a quick trip to the days that God has blessed you. God has kept you. God has provided for you. God has healed you. He's touched your mind. It may have been yesterday. It may have been five years ago. It may have been 20 years ago. But forget not all his benefits. Paul told Timothy... In 2 Timothy 1 and 6, he said, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance. Amen. That thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by putting on the hands. I, I want you to remember. I want you to call to mind that moment that, 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 that they, the elders laid hands on you. And the gift of God was upon you. I want you to remember that. I want you to remember the night. I think it's good to remember the night that you were baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I, I think it's good to remember the night that you went down in water in the lovely name of the Lord. It's good to remember the night that you repented of your sins and... And you ask God to forgive you. And he did. Amen. It's good to remember those things that God has done for you. Stir it up. That word stir it up means to, to stir like a flame. To fan the flame. To keep it ablaze. And so God wants us to remember. He wants us to remember. Second Peter 1 and 12 says, Wherefore, I, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of those things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. I, I know you know this. Amen. I, I, I enjoy hearing testimonies of yesterday and miracles that happen in your life. Amen. But don't quit standing and giving God praise and glory for it. Remember what God did in that hospital room with your family. Remember what God has blessed you And how he's kept you Remember that accident that you almost had And he kept you from it Remember Though you know it Remember Verse 13 says Yeah I think it meet As long as I'm in this tabernacle To stir you up By putting you in remembrance Knowing that shortly I must put off the this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able, after my uh, decease, to have these things always in remembrance. That means keeping it alive. Amen. I was standing in my office getting ready to go to the prayer room. And it washed over. I know I was talking about this, studying about this message. But it washed over me. Oh, I want to hear my dad pray one more time. 
I want to hear his voice in prayer. I want to hear that deep voice begin to call out to the Lord. I, 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 I want to be in the room with him as he prays one more time. But I want to tell you, I may not can go and hear it audibly right now, but I can press the rewind and go back to prayer meetings that I was with him in that changed my life. Always keep it in remembrance. Keep it alive. Remembrance. The Greek word here means to stamp or to scar. It means to shape or to style. It means to put a model or a mold. Let it burn in your mind. Hey Amen. I want to tell you, if God's done something for you, you ought to go back and visit that until it becomes something you can quote, you can say, and you can rehearse until your kids and your grandkids are saying, let me hear, I got to hear that one more time. Yes, dear one, you're going to listen one more time because I'm going to tell you what the Lord has done for me. I want to put you in remembrance. Hey Amen. It's good to have a memory of what the Lord has done. Moses told the children of Israel in the beginning of their journey from Egypt, he said in Exodus 13 and 3, remember this day. Remember this day. Remember this day that you come out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage for the strength of the hand of the Lord brought you out from this place. Remember this day. Remember how God brought you out. And then when it came to a new generation, when he began to talk to a new generation in Deuteronomy, this is what Moses said to the generation going into the promised land in 32 and 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the ways of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. Memory is an incredible thing. We need a good memory. We need to be able to go back and hit the pause button and praise God for what he did. Praise God for what he did. Did he bring you out? Remember that. Some of you were alcoholics and he brought you out. Some of you were messed up in dysfunctional families and he brought you out. Some of you were wrapped up in drugs and, and despair and he brought you out. Amen. Don't forget that. Don't, 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 don't wash that away. Amen. Remember. I remember as a boy of about eight, nine years old, my father had gone and mother, we had gone to Pennsylvania. My dad was preaching a revival in a little church, a little country church between two towns in Pennsylvania, right in the Susquehanna Valley area between Freeburg and Mount Pleasant Mills, a beautiful part of the country. And, and, and what happened there in that revival as a little boy changed my life. It shaped me. It changed my life. For many weeks we were there almost every night. I don't even remember we had any rest nights, but every night we were in the house of God and God's power was moving and the church never let out before one o'clock in the morning. Everybody say revival. One morning at, at about 1.30... A lady had been baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit and she was so engulfed by God's presence that she was drunk like Acts 2. She was drunk and her husband had to carry her out and, and as, she, as, as, he, as he was holding her on the front porch of the church, there was cars going by and I wonder what they thought. 
I wonder, but that's still in my brain. As a 60-year-old man, I remember what happened at nine years old. I can remember pews being pushed out of sight as people were praying and seeking God and God's power would fall. I remember people being so, so touched by God and miracles. But I want to say this. What happened to me is that I received my very first impression and calling at the age of nine that God was calling me to the ministry. I, I, I accepted that at the age of 14, but at the age of 9, God began to share. As a little boy in the presence of God, amen, I go back and I want to hit pause and I want to remember what he's done for me. Anybody remember the winter of 1978? <laughs> you remember the, the, the blizzard that came through? Whoo, what a year. Amen. We remember the storm. But I want to tell you that right in the middle of that blizzard, my, my father and my mom and I were, were at another revival in a little place called Charmco, West Virginia. The snow was piling up. We had a three-week revival, 20, about 21 days that we had a, a time of seeking God and, and God was moving. And we only missed one night because the oil that heat the church froze. The oil did. Amen. But we came in the middle of that storm. They were driving their four-wheel drive vehicles plowing through snow where there was no plow that had been there because they wanted to have a move of God. 21 families. 21 families came to the Lord in that revival and God moved in a mighty way. Amen. And it shaped them. How about revivals that you have been in? How about revivals that you've been a part? I'm talking about a move of God. Not just scheduled services. It may have been one, time, one service or it may have been one prayer meeting. But what about the revival that moved you? What about that moment that God shaped you? He said, I want you to be able to go back and remember what God has done. And we need to celebrate what the Lord has done. Jesus said that he would send the comforter, the Holy Ghost. Amen. Whom the Father will send in my name. John 14, 26. He will teach you all things. And listen to this. He will bring all things to your remembrance. If you have a bad memory, pray in the Spirit for a little while. And allow the Spirit of God to take you back to those moments. And God will reveal and play again what God has done. In this chapter of Amos. Amos has a moment. To go back and recall three places that are mentioned in this passage. Bethel, Gilgal, and Beersheba. Bethel holds a great place in Israel's history. It is a place of transformation. Bethel is a place where God met with his people. It was a place where special anointing would fall. Just east of Bethel is where Abram built his altar unto the Lord for the first time. It was here that his grandson Jacob started his spiritual realization of who God was. And he said, this is Bethel. Amen. He is the God of Bethel. We are making this the house of God. It is here that he saw the vision of angels ascending and descending. It is here that, 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 that he erected a pillar as a monument and a memorial that say that God is in this place. Bethel. Bethel, what a place. It is here that he met God on his way back home from Haran. Amen. Bethel changed uh, Jacob's life. It moved upon him that he became a different man. Bethel. 
the second city is known or the place is known as Gilgal. It was a place of renewal. Gilgal was Israel's place before the Lord, that, that before they came into the promised land, they renewed the covenant of circumcision and reinstituted the Passover. Amen. At Gilgal. It is here that the manna stops and the blessings of the promised land begins to be poured out. Gilgal is the place that was the command post to go against Jericho. It is here that the angel of the Lord comes and tells Joshua, pull off your shoes, you're standing on holy ground. And he says, who are you? And he says, I am the captain of the host. It is a great place of renewal. Then he mentions a third place called Beersheba. Beersheba. The places where Abraham and Abimelech settled their dispute. They settled their dispute. Are you glad for those times of restoration where you had isms and schisms and divisions and, and your relationships were all busted up, but God takes you to a place and he settles your disputes? He brings harmony back to your life? That's where Beersheba comes to play. Those moments of Beersheba. Here the family worshipped. Amen. And established, and Abraham is established as a family at Beersheba. Here he set out an offering up of Isaac. This is where he leaves to go offer up Isaac on Mount Moriah from Beersheba. Amen. It is here that Jacob stops and offers up a sacrifice on his way to see Joseph in Egypt. It is here that Jacob's dad, Isaac, dug a well and built an altar. Amen. Think about the places that you've had an encounter with God. The places that you have had an awakening with the Lord. The places like Bethel, Gilgal, and Beersheba. Can you thank the Lord for a moment? We must never, never forget our Bethels. Never forget our Gilgals. And our Beersheba. But I want to show you something that stuck out to me in this passage of scripture. That, I, that Amos is prophesying and speaking. The Lord is speaking through him. And he said, but seek not Bethel. Nor enter into Gilgal. And pass not to Beersheba. Seek not Bethel. Enter not into Gilgal. But these are places. Beersheba is a great place of memory. Bethel is a great place of an encounter with God. Gilgal's where God moved. And yet he says, don't seek that. But here's what you're supposed to do. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah. I've come to talk to you tonight about how good memories are and yesterday's miracles are and yesterday's sacred moments are and yesterday's awakenings are very valuable and God said remember them. However, there comes a moment when you can't go back to Bethel except in your mind you've got to go to a new encounter with God. What we need is more than a memory. We need a fresh anointing from God. We need to create a new place to pause and say God I knew I met you at nine years old amen in the Shenandoah Valley I knew that I, I, I knew I met you God but I want to tell you just tonight I was in your presence and God you moved upon me in a powerful way hallelujah hallelujah don't settle with a memory that's what Amos is saying 
Remember, but don't settle with your memory. Seek the Lord. Shift your search from just going back to yesterday. Amen. I can, I can go back and pause in yesterday, but I cannot live in yesterday. I've got to live in right now. So I need to seek God right now. Yesterday's not good enough. What I had nine years old, what I had at 14, what I had at 30, what I've had at 50 and 55, it's not good enough. I need God now. I want to, I want to have a moment that I can mark and say this happened to me tomorrow I'll go back and celebrate it but that's not what I'm seeking I've met people that the year they come into God we had one couple we pastored somewhere south of here we had one couple that we pastored and they came to know the Lord in the 70's and they just stayed there not only just stayed there in their spirituality, but their attire. They still look like... Now, hanging around long enough, it came back in style. But they stayed there. And they stayed there in experience. And they stayed there in lifestyle. I want to tell you, you can't just live off of memory. You have to... Live off of seeking the Lord now. You shift your search from just going through memory and the Rolodex of yesterday, but now you're saying, God, you're the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that you were with me then. You're going to be with me now, and you're going to be with me in the future. What I need bigger than Bethel is I need the Lord. What I need greater than Gilgal is I need the Lord. What I need better than Beersheba is I need a fresh from off of the altar of glory. I need a fresh anointing from God. Is there anybody in the house that says, I need that pastor. I need that move. Hallelujah. Let's shift our church. Let's shift it a little bit. Amen. We've got some services coming up. We're going to be praying and seeking the Lord and getting ready for a move of God. We have, we've got Easter. We have Resurrection Sunday coming up. We're going to have a lot of family that will be here and guests. I believe we're going to pack the place out and have to put more chairs out uh, uh, for Resurrection Sunday. Somebody say amen. amen. If for no other reason, don't come to hear Pastor preach, but come to hear the choir sing. That song is awesome. They're working on it. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a blessing. Amen. But, but, but it will matter nothing if they don't have their moment with God, if they don't have their encounter with God. And the way that they have their encounter with God is that I have an encounter with God. And when God's presence is with me, it's going to impact my neighbor. It's going to impact my brothers, my sister, my family member. Hallelujah. I'm not living in the past, but but I'm living the present, seeking a present God, seeking a, our church will celebrate 108 years this coming year, but it matters nothing, amen, other than the fact that he is still here today as he was 108 years ago. Seek the Lord, Amos is prophesying, and he says, seek the Lord, seek his face, go after the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't seek opinion. Seek the Lord. Don't seek your ideas. Seek the Lord. Don't seek just yesterday's blessing. Seek the Lord. Amen. I, 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 when, I was, when I was studying this, I began to think about a revival that Sister Gill and I had in, in, in Bloomington at Shiloh Temple in their old building. 
Amen. We had the power of God begin to fall in such a powerful way that it began to move like a wave. It was, it was incredible. People were weeping and crying and people were shouting and rejoicing. The presence of God came in in a mighty way. And it's as if the Lord by his hand was pushing it from, from the, the platform all the way through the church. And if you remember that old building, it was like a long shotgun type building. And God's presence began to move through there and it wound up in the entryway into the vestibule. It came in there and there was people praying and seeking God. But God had a plan because he began to deal with backsliders. Nobody called them. They just felt, I need to go to church. And they came in the middle of the church. And when they walked in, they walked into a packed foyer where people were having a prayer meeting. And you know what they did? They fell on their face. And God renewed them in his spirit right there. Hallelujah. I want to say that was one of the greatest moments of our life. But I tell you, I've got to rewind to go back to that. I need a today moment. And today's moment is going to be best is going to be met when I seek the Lord. Can we love Him right now? Can you love Him right now? Can you shift your search? Can you shift your search from heritage to future? Can you shift your search from heritage to now? Hallelujah. The psalmist said in 27 and 8, when thou said, Seek my face. My heart said, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. When you said, Seek my face. Amen. The next verse says, Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. The Lord says, Seek me. Our response should be, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'll seek your face. I'll seek your face. When God says, seek my face, my heart should say, let my face seek thy face. Let my heart. You know this verse of scripture. Our country needs it today. In Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people which are called by name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I got a new, new revelation from this passage. Seeking my face means I don't forget my past, but I live in my present, seeking his face. And turn from their wicked way, then he said, I will heal from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I remember Bethel, but I can't live in Bethel. I remember Gilgal, but I can't live in Gilgal. I remember Beersheba, but I can't live in Beersheba. I told you that Jacob had a great encounter at Bethel. But look at his life later on in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 30. And Jacob called the name of the place where he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, Peniel. Amen. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Bethel was great. But God had a penile blessing for him. Amen. And the only way you can get from a, 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 a yesterday blessing of Bethel is to pursue God in this moment where he said, I want to see God face to face. He wrestled with the, with the Lord and his life was changed. I can't live off of what I got 30 years ago. I cannot live. Now, I, I know he's the same God, but you understand, I'm talking about my experience with God. It needs to be greater than my memory. It needs to be in this moment. Now. Now. 
Ezra was commissioned to rebuild the temple of the Lord and restart worship in Jerusalem. And the Bible says in Ezra 8 and 22, For I was ashamed to require the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had, we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath against all them that forsake them. So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. He said, he's saying, you know what? I, I didn't want to go call and ask for help because I'd already said God's my helper. God's my helper. He said, so what did we do? We fasted and sought God. Fasted and sought God. Can I tell you, that still works. It still works to fast and seek God. It still works to fast and seek the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us that we need to seek Him. So let's shift our search. Let's seek Him. Let's seek Him. Amen. You don't have to put up these scriptures, but just, just let me run through them. Hebrews 11 says that we are to seek Him, for He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him by faith. Hosea says that we're to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord till He come and rain righteousness upon us. And so we need to seek Him until. Somebody say until. Amen. Jeremiah says that, that, that the Lord said, Seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Seek him. Seek him. Hallelujah. The glory of the Lord is found when we seek his face. Stand with me, please. In Acts 17 and 27, in the New Testament church, it says that they should seek the Lord if haply, they may feel after him and find him, though he be not far from us. God's not far. Your answer's not far. But seek him anyway. Seek him. Lord, what do you want? How do you want to move, God? How do you want to deal with my life? We need to shift our search from living in the past only and having memories of yesterday are great. But I need a prayer meeting where I make a new memory. I need a prayer meeting where I meet a, a, a new, fresh moment with God. I need a worship service. Hallelujah. And it may be just you and nobody else, but I need a worship service where I'm in His presence and I'm renewed because I've sought His face and I've got a new understanding of who He is. I need a miracle, a new miracle, a fresh awakening, a fresh touch, a new touch, a new touch. Cornelius was a praying man but he needed a new. He needed to be completely born again. Hallelujah. The disciples of John in Acts 19 were believers, but they didn't know anything about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They needed a new. They needed a fresh. Hallelujah. How about you today? Do you need a fresh touch from God? Do you need fresh revelation from the Lord? Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the MPC Podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about the 
our ministry.